1: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look, delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
0: Okay. finally waited. Erickson low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Demarcus Sanchez, Lucas Mora. And belted into the ring, brilliant goal! Can't it. On debut, Tongue Ondombele has been scored the equaliser to the best the best. for Spurs! Out of Lucas Mora clips it. A great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh yeah! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge nice, Aurier! Nice. First Good area for Spurs and Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Lamella, will try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot and with good reason. in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Hyunmin Son, from inside his own half, has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career.
2: Yo, yo, yo! Welcome back to another episode of the Touchline Hotspur podcast. <laughs> We're two man deep tonight. The that dynamic duo, shall I say? Um, everyone else has had their other commitments, but we won't, we won't mention names anyway. Let's let's just actually get stuck into this week's this week's pod. <laughs> um, just as a FYI, if you're not if you're listening and you're not following us on socials, make sure to go follow us on all socials. At Spurs underscore touchline on Instagram, on Twitter, and then just search t- uh, touchline hotspur on YouTube because we're there now as well. We've got our own channel, so go hit that subscribe button as well. Um, it's been an interesting week for Spurs. I think we've played, yeah, we played two matches and approaching our third match. Uh, well, on Sunday, this Sunday, but. There's a lot to talk about in the previous two matches, but before we actually get into the meat of the podcast, um, I just wanted to shout out our um, our partners, Fanslide. It's the world's first live in-play fantasy football game as well. Um, I've not had much luck in recent weeks. I don't know about you, Sai, but <laughs> my luck is my luck has gone down the toilet. I didn't even I've completely forgot to introduce you as well. I'm trying to make these these um listeners guess who's on the who's on the podcast with me, but <laughs> what
3: are you saying, man? You good? No man, I'm good. I'm good. You got me out past my bedtime. <laughs> even, even, though, even though it's virtually I put the put the boys to bed and it's about eleven eleven forty five, I think you were plucking your eyebrows before the pod. So <laughs> He <laughs> made me
2: wait. What's <laughs> happy run, man. Like, yeah. we got to get, get, <laughs> get this done. We got to get.
0: It was this good, though. Yeah, good.
2: but yeah, back on fans' line as well. Um, I don't know about your luck, but I played it again yesterday. Um, Arsenal nil, nil. So as you can imagine, it was a shocking, shocking, shocking performance for me. Um, <laughs> like, I felt like this was the one. This was the one game where I had like minimal options in terms of reliability like who's able to to get me points on the board and it was just it was it wasn't that great like in the end I probably should have been better off putting in all the defenders because of the clean sheets but listen it's a great it's a great fun way to keep engaged with a match as well um sometimes you go with your head sometimes you go with your heart sometimes you go with both (sighs) listen I I still think it's a, a big part of it is luck but Hey-ho, um, don't take my word for it. Go download the app. Um, they've got a couple matches coming up this weekend. Um, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure our match, yep, our match is there on Sunday, Sheffield United v Spurs. So, yeah, go go download it. Uh, and, yeah, come join us and, and, and play against us as well. And uh, you've got an opportunity to win a cash prize as well if you get the highest number of points. So have at it. But back on the material at hand, uh, let's start off with a positive result. Well. And the positive was that we're through to the fourth round of the FA Cup at Marine's expense, 5-0 flogging. What was your thoughts on on, on the performance?
3: Yeah, it was a professional performance. I mean, we're, we're playing against a team that a lot of our fan base had never heard of. A lot of people in the country wouldn't have ever heard of. And we were lucky enough to find the one Marine fan in the world uh, to come on the pod to preview it. Um, well, yeah, I mean pff, what 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 more could we expect? A five-nil, heavily rotated squad. You had guys like Harvey White, uh Jetson Fernandez and Joe Rodon uh, getting game time, um a hat trick for Vinicius. I mean, th- those are those are the type of performances you would expect for Tottenham going to anyone outside of the Premier League, to be perfectly honest. So it was nice to just see us turn up, get the result, on to the next game. Mm,
2: mm. And speaking of um, speaking of getting the result as well, I know, like you said, it's Marine, so you don't want to read too much into the performance, but um, Vinigo, bagging a hat-trick, it seems for the matches when he certainly gets 90 minutes in full, he seems to make a pretty decent impression, um, irrespective of the opposition we're playing. There is an argument that, um him, Ali, a few others should be getting a bit more game time. So, what's do, do do you agree? Do you feel like that there are certain games in the league now where he really should be getting some some starts or even some better minutes off the bench?
3: Starts I disagree with, uh just solely for the purpose of having two strikers, you sort of look at the Premier League as our bread and butter. Mm. As, as we start getting into the latter stages of cup competitions, obviously we've got a League Cup final to look forward to. If there's a three day gap between Premier League game and the final, then you could make an argument that Vinny get to get to start. Outside of that, though, Harry Kane is going to start every Premier League game he's fit for. That's how big clubs operate. That's how we should be operating. And ultimately, we need to look at the guys around. Kane around son, more so than replacing those two mm-hmm. League games
2: so what about like but what about like because <clears throat> there, there's been an accusation against Spurs and I, I think it's true as well that we almost run Harry Kane into the ground but I guess you could counteract that by letting Vinicius obviously play the lesser games to a certain extent and then just keep Kane fresh for the league which which makes sense I, yeah. I'm in for that but I would still like to see me personally I would still like to see Vinicius uh, in a couple yeah. of games
3: I think the game load for the game load for Kane has obviously been lessened just by virtue of the fact that we're not playing Champions League. We've not fielded many full strength sides in Europa. Mm. You could make the argument that he's played too many uh cup cup games, but again, it's Mourinho, isn't it? So he's gonna take every cup competition as serious as possible. Um as as I said before, I'm I'm looking more so at the delis, the well, yeah, pretty much. Delhi and Rodon might be the only guys that started against Marine that maybe should get more minutes. Yeah. Um, Delhi, for all intents and purposes, looked fantastic. It is Marine, Marine, but obviously, yeah. you 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 can't you can't take away the good things that he did because they were just special moments. You get know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's a weird one as well. You, he, he was uh, for me.
2: Aside from Vinicius, he was. Our best player on the pitch at the, at that point in time, and then he gets hooked off. I mean, Sissoko is playing well too, but again, he's playing up. For him, that's literally like playing a, a, a under a under eighteen match. Okay. <laughs>
0: literally, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, so. laughs>
3: yeah, there's striker, what, what was his name? Cummins. Uh, uh, could you not, man? I thought I had a case of dad bod. <laughs> <laughs> You look like Groove from uh, Despicable Me. That's how he's <laughs> he wild out there, man.
0: Um, yeah, honestly, we had to <laughs> I to
3: tuned. Man's a professional, but <laughs> it was an observation that I made. And he was trying to get into it with Delhi, so I, was, I, I had to back my boy. <laughs> uh, before
2: I move off on this one as well, um, Alfie Devine cameo, um, youngest ever uh, player. And scorer uh, for Spurs now sixteen years, and I can't remember the the, the exact number of days, but yeah. the future seems a little bit bright for for young Alfie as well. Because I remember there was a little bit of a buzz around him when we because Wigan were going into administration, etc. And um, it was him and that other fellow, uh, Gedhard, and we signed, we snapped him up, and there was a there was a there was a nice little buzz. So it was good to see him come off the bench, and more impressively, good to see him take the the goal the way he did. Um, do you now sort of have a little bit more confidence? In fact, I am not. I can't even remember your stance in our youth, but do you feel like with the likes of him, Dane Scarlett in the ranks as well, we've actually got like a decent crop coming through?
3: This is the first time in a long time where I've felt like... So I've always felt like we've had a, a standard at youth level, mm. but the opportunities weren't always there. As much as people spoke about Pochettino giving opportunities to youngsters... It wasn't but his first season where we actually saw that play out. Um, and a lot of that was offshoot from the Tim Sherwood stint. So it sort of skewed perception, if you will. Mason and Benteleb left after the, the first season where they started all the games. So you got to take it with a pinch of salt. So seeing Mourinho, who's renowned as someone who doesn't really give you full opportunities, it was quite a pleasant surprise to see him actually get us well, to see Harvey White get a start and then Alfred yeah. Devine to get on and actually have the time to make a contribution, it's positive. Um, can't speak too much about the standard currently, because I, I think, again, it's it's going to be a little bit skewed by the fact that we played the cameo real. and it's Marine. <laughs> it's like, if it was championship or maybe even league one or two, mm. you'd look at it like higher teams in those divisions anyway. You'd look at it and you'd be like, all right, cool. It's good showing, but, yeah, it's it's a nothing game, really.
0: Mm.
2: Fair enough. Fair play, fair play. Um, but, yeah, tight, comfortable, uh, clean, um, respectable result as well, against inferior, much inferior opposition. And then that sort of takes us into into Fulham. Um,
3: <laughs> inferior, eh? Oh, shit, man.
2: Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Boy, bloody hell, like... I don't even know where to start, bro. I don't even know where to start. So I feel like it has to be said that that was a game of missed chances. I mean, statistically, we created seven big chances and missed six of them. So yes, it's very much a game based on missed chances. But I feel like saying that it's only a game based on missed chances would be not painting or I wouldn't be painting a full picture of that match. I don't know what your opinions of the game are as well but let me just read you some of the some of the teams that we dropped points against at home. Everton, Newcastle, West Ham, and Fulham. And of those four teams that we dropped points against, three of them we've conceded goals within the 7 75th to 90th minute. And in fact, let me even double down on that on that concentration issue our defense have conceded eight goals in the league so far this season between the 75 minute to 90 minute mark
3: that's half our goals that's half our goals conceded conceded 16 on the season and eight have come in the last 15 minutes i mean it's one of those things man uh, to go off of that statistic four of our four of our six draws have been one month where we've been ahead and we've in the first half and conceded late in the second half so yeah. Again, it's a clear problem. Whether that's down to fitness, or for me, for me, it's late-game decisions from Mourinho personally. Um, whether it's substitutions not being made early enough, which change the dynamic of how we're playing late in games. Whether it's not maintaining possession, sitting off too deeply, or not counteracting some of the substitutions made by other other teams, it's a clear problem. Um, it's hard to put to put the too much pressure on the players because a lot of those goals have been out of nothing. They've not been they've not been sort of uh, mistakes most of them. I know against West Ham we conceded three. One was our own goal and one was a rocket. So again, you take it with a pinch of salt. The Newcastle result came off a penalty that shouldn't have been a pen. Yeah. It's like these, these things happen in football, so I, I try not to look too negatively at it. But in terms of when you when you actually use the eye test and you look at the flow of the games, we're just way too negative late in games. We just allow pressure onto us. We struggle to get out of our half, and we just critically miss miss too many chances over the course of a game to really dead teams off.
2: Yeah, and I think this the the, the last the last two points is what I want to zero in on as well. And it, it, it's the age old question, really, because that we've been speaking about on the podcast all season, which is that if Sonny and Kane have an off day, who's going to step up? Who's going to step up? Stephen Bergwine didn't start today, so the, the usual scapegoat by Spurs fans wasn't there. By you, my guy. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs>
2: Listen, he deserves a little bit of criticism, but he ate my scapegoat. But what the point I'm trying to make is that Stephen Bergwine weren't there. So the usual go to scapegoat for attackers, it weren't there. And yet we still didn't win. You had the likes of Dele Alley and, and a rub, but still Gareth Dore on the bench. And we're
3: seeing Lamilla touch the pitch. When we need a goal and in fairness to LaMella, he did what Lamella does and he set up an opportunity. It just so happened that Son looked down his line and thought, fuck it, I'm going early. <laughs> like, but, and, and that's the thing, as, as much as people say, like, oh, we need somebody else to step up. There's only so many chances we're gonna create over the course of a game. Mm-hmm. If Son has three clear-cut opportunities, or two, two clear-cut and one good opportunity by his standards. Yeah. You expect him to take one. One in three is a ratio that Sun has proven to be measured up against. Do you get what I mean? So yeah. the one where he hit the post, I can get. The other two, I mean, listen. When I usually talk about Ariolas, I'm asking the question of pink or brown. <laughs> this, this was just a different context, innit? That keeper, that keeper <laughs> made two fantastic saves. Oh. He made one from Winks as well. He was all over the place and he was he was stretchy, man, innit? So. You give credit to the keeper, but you also say, son, with the header and with the with the shot off of um, Aurier's cross, he should do better with both. Yeah, Bad day at the office in terms of finishing, but good movement to get into the place. Agreed. You both have the same energy in you know?
0: it.
2: Yeah. I agree. I agree. And um, I feel like you also mentioned something which was apparent there as well like Mourinho. <sighs> Listen, I, I'm going to sound like a pro- broken record, so I'm not going to spend too much time. Given my thoughts on his management style, but zeroing in on a, on a common theme that we're seeing this season: in some of these matches, the substitution is all wrong. I know yeah. Newcastle was was jammy, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but <clears throat> and we should have won that game. But it was a noticeable difference when he took up in Dumbly that game. Yeah. Um, Fulham again, no second half sat back, sat back, sat back in uh, Dumbly again. You take him off when you're one-one and you're trying to get a goal, and you leave Sissoko on the pitch. Um, Wolves, uh, 1 0 up. You need to close the game out and you take off on the most creative player again. There's a common theme here, and he keeps making some of these errors. Um, and I really, I really don't understand where it's come from as well, because the whole purpose of us having this plethora of attacking talent, this beefy squad, is that. When it comes to making decisions like this, it shouldn't be too difficult for you. You should you have players for each situation, you you really do. And it's it's baffling to me that um, Sissoko spends ninety minutes in that pitch when we're trying to chase when we're literally trying to chase a goal. It it didn't make any sense to me, and I'm finding myself questioning a lot of things that this guy does when it comes to us chasing games. So I'm not really sure. I know you mentioned it already, but I just want to spend a little bit more time on this because what is it about the lineups or the substitutions that makes Mourinho get these things wrong? I don't understand it.
3: So the first thing, the first thing is I don't always feel like he's using the personnel in roles that suit them. Positioning on the pitch is one thing. Like if you've got Berwin on the right or left is in it, like the, the natural thought that comes to your head is he's going to be an attacking outlet.
2: Yeah, but
3: what we end up seeing is he's one of the defensive players to allow Kane and son to get forward. He almost plays him like a part G son played under uh Alex Ferguson. Like, I hated that role, but I did like yeah. part G son. <laughs> I, I respect it, but not Berwine. You get me? So, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of them ones. It's like the formations they're usually logical. It's like we play a four-two-three-one in it. You you take it. You know what we're gonna get with this lineup. We had four recognised centre midfielders playing. Crazy, Crazy. Played Tizoko on the right, who just becomes a black hole for attacking moves. I mean, there was there was that one run that he made where he got into the box and then he got a nosebleed. Cool, Tizoko yeah. in it. But for me, the roles that these players are playing aren't fitting. It's mm. square pegs, round holes in it. And yeah. there's always going to be weaknesses within that. Yeah. Secondly, for me, my my footballing sort of uh, preference is for teams to showcase some sort of ball retention, control games, control the tempo. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, what you see is in the top clubs or at least the top attacking club, or what we're used to, to be perfectly honest, is ball retention as a means of defence. If you're one nil up and you keep the ball, you're less prone to conceding opportunities, which means the chances of you conceding goals... Mourinho. For Mourinho, it's like, OK, cool, we've got a goal. Let's just sit back and try and stop them. It's negative. It's negative. Now, it's gone past pragmatic. It's negative. It's redundant. It doesn't work. Fucking change it. Keep Ndombele on the pitch keep Winks on the pitch, retain the ball and fucking close Bro. out. It's that Bro. simple.
2: Bro. And you, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Cause the thing is we're in the same chat. So we, we, we share our comments on some of these players. Like I'm obviously Owen's the biggest Harry Winks fan. I, I have my, my, <laughs> my critiques of my criticism of Harry Winks and I like my, I have my positives, but that game, I found no fault in Harry Winks. And I, and when Perfect. he came on the pitch, I didn't understand it. I didn't get it. You're, you're literally surrendering possession, so surely you want the most comfortable players in possession on the pitch at the same time. The obvious sub that he should have made was for Sissoko. He was playing right mid, take him off, keep wicks in Domboli, and ho- keep the midfield free, take off, the, uh, take off the, the black hole on the right-hand side and bring on a proper attacker, put the game to bed, and then retain possession. That is what a normal forward-thinking manager would do, but this is this is this is it this is it with our manager he thinks that he has to protect that defense by any shape or form and he thinks he has to protect the lead by any shape or form and as we've seen it's not going to work in every single game now let's actually sp- let's actually speak on the defense because I- i'm going to come back to the midfield because like you said there are so there are certain players where it's abundantly clear they should be getting a look in that. but let's 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 touch on the defense What is it with our defense and concentration?
3: Like they, it's weird. That 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 goal in particular. Sorry to cut you off, but would you put that particular goal down to concentration? No, 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, I don't think that goal is that. I don't think that. I
2: don't think us conceding that goal was a huge lapse in concentration. Because I I looked in the lead up, and yeah, I can make some fault for Sanchez being sucked out
3: of position. Um, Eric, almost got to the ball though. That that that's 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 why I challenge it because he he's made the challenge and he's come so close to cutting out the cross and no one else was in within exactly. acres. So and, and smooth and, and then Dia gets beat on a standing jump like he's a standing jump and Cavallero was it has has a little bit of a run up and just out athleticism's in it. Yeah, I'm but
2: right. the thing is the, the thing is the thing is I can find faults in it like. Davison Sanchez, okay, he was so close to getting the ball, but if you're gonna come out of position, you have to get, you have it. To get it. You yeah. have to, get it. and then with Eric Dyer as well. Eric Dyer again, he wasn't having he wasn't having the worst game. He, he wasn't even having a bad game, but again, his passing is dodgy, error prone, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I'm sorry, you can't be letting. Uh, you can't be letting Cavaliere Cavalier get the jump on you. Caballero is not even that tall. He's not even got a, a, a
3: huge leap like that as well. But this is where this is where my my basketball comes in. Though, go on, let's hear it. Little men dunk on big seven footers all the damn time. Do they, do. they do. Jump is jump in it. Like. <laughs> <Yeah. very tired laughs> and t- a
2: couple. Will <laughs> tell you about that as well because he's got a mad leap too.
3: Yeah, exactly. He, so, like Eric Dyer is a big guy, isn't it. So there's only so so much he's going to get off the ground. Mm. Whereas little little five foot nine guy jumps, gets a little bit of a run up, and just outleaps him. Like it it happens. It's like one of the, it's one of them things. Like I never get too upset about it. It's in the lead up. I think the the ball that goes out to Lookman should get cut off. There's nobody. There's nobody there in in the midfield to defend uh, the back four. No one there to stop the frugal um again that's a symptom of of changes being made or or just having having the dynamics of your midfield slightly skewed Mm -hmm. um maybe maybe wink should play a little bit deeper and just protect and shuttle in front of the back four um Mm -hmm. and then obviously when when you're relying when you're so reliant on your fullbacks over the course of a game because Regulon have a had a fantastic game Yes, Aurier created four chances.
2: Yes, he did. So, so it's
3: like if they're your main outlets, you're gonna concede some chances in those channels. Mm-hmm. Again, it happens, but it's unfortunate that it happens within the last 15 minutes of the game, all over again. Yeah. So it's it's a difficult one, man. I think I think our defense definitely needs some quality added to it. I don't think Aldebarad is the same guy. As as you've been banging on about, Sanchez is obviously sort of getting into that territory where we might need to look at other solutions.
4: Hey everyone, before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with BlueWire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is... You can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to levelling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com forward slash join.
1: Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With the Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases
3: But for me, die has been our best defender. Yes, so, I agree. So it's one of those ones where I'm not looking for wholesale change. I personally think it's a coaching issue, but we do also need that extra bit of quality just to provision against uh moments. You know what is... The thing is, the thing is,
2: Darison Sanchez, I remember I was speaking to one of my boys, um and obviously he's a Spurs fan as well, and he kept saying to me, oh, like, um so loyal to... I hope you're as loyal to your wife as you are to Davison Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was creasing because Davison Sanchez, I ignore all the detractors. I ignore all of them because I, even now, even now with what I'm saying, I don't think he's a bad player. Do like, you get what I mean? Like there's some players you watch and he's got the qualities to be a good centre-back. And I feel like over his first career, yes, he's had his lows, but he's also had his highs. He was our best centre-back last season. I know yes. it was, yes, granted, it was in a it was in a rough period for us, but he was our best centre-back. He was our yes. best centre-back. But my concern now is I, there isn't a centre-back I can look to in that team and I'm like, oh my God, yes, I'm so comfortable in this centre-back. I'm so comfortable. Everyone says Aldo Verrode's our best centre-back, and yes, he is our best centre-back, but even Aldo Verrode, he is, he's not invincible. We've seen him in 1v1 situations. We've seen that his passing... Even though he is our best passer defensively, is not anywhere near what he used to be when he first joined us. Eric Dyer, he has been our best centre back this season. But Eric Dyer, he can't pass the ball. He's even worse than 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 He's error-prone. And for me, I'm just it's weird. He's been our best centre back this season, but I'm I'm never fully confident in Eric Dyer. I'm not. I just I don't know what it is. I just don't rate him as a centre back. I don't think he's a good centre back. And then back to Davison Sanchez, he's too rash. He comes to things that he doesn't need to come to. And he doesn't like my problem with Sanchez is I feel like if he practiced tranquility and calmness, he would be such a good centre back because he always wants to rush and literally chomp at the bit to get everything. He he loves doing it and it leaves us exposed. And the reason why I mentioned this is is not because of the goal we conceded, but because of the way our defence was afterwards, we're trying to win the game. So of course the line's going to be pushed up higher. And whenever Fulham were on the ball, our defense sixes and sevens, and I feel like that's always the case. When we concede all of a sudden, players' heads are scrambling, and it never used to be like that for us. And
3: you I, know, f- I, I think I think that's more so down to the fact that our midfield, our midfield isn't there for any sort of creativity. That's why Endon is not playing in his natural role. Like mm-hmm. again, forget the position, it's just not his natural role. Do you get me? Like, he's not uh advanced playmaking midfielder. Like, that's not his game. He drives from deep, he breaks lines, he sees less of the pitch if he's forever up it. If there's nobody in front of him, like, if you look at all of the heat maps for or average positions over the last few games, when Ndombele has been playing as a quote-unquote 10, it's been next to Kane. It's been next to him. It's been basically in a 4-4-2. So when you have situations like that, you get less protection for your defence just every single time. Like there's no sort of system in front of the defence that allows for build-up play, which means that there's a massive gap because guys have to try and try and drive with the ball, leaving spacing behind them. And then you've got a situation where when we are chasing games, because we clearly don't practice any patterns of play in attack. <laughs> Honestly, People are just making it up on the on, on the fly. They're just, no, just winning it. Freestyle FC, literally. Exactly. And, I, and the right, thing I is like a red <laughs> shit where, where people don't understand what a triangle is. Like, <laughs> just make a triangle. That's all you got to do. Just work <laughs> in the triangles. But we don't. We've we, we end up playing with like five forwards, and then you got your two uh pivot players just trying to ping it out left and right. It's, it's redundant, man. It's stupid. <laughs> and, and and this
2: is this is a constant theme as well that's been going on since last season as well. And the the, the the ask is, how comfortable are this team when they need to control a game? Don't get me wrong. In terms, of, in terms of weaving your way through the opposition, breaching the opposition's back line, we know that we have players capable of doing that. But how comfortable is this team in possession when they're under pressure, or even when they're not under pressure, when they just need to see out a game? How comfortable are they in process, possession? Everyone in their aunt can see that. We are not coached well enough at keeping the ball in moments where we just need to keep the ball. We're not good at that. Man City are the kings of that. Liverpool can do it. Yeah? There are lesser sides than us that are are coached at doing that. Leicester can do it to a certain extent. Leicester can do it. And we can't. All we know is counter-attacking and and defend. And it, it shows in the way our players are playing now because you coach them a certain way, they're going to play a certain way. A lot of people are looking at uh, saying, "Oh, yeah, it's not Mourinho's foot. We dropped back. He's not. Surely he's not telling these these players to defend." But I'm like, he may not be telling them physically, "Oh, sit back," and, and he may not be saying, "Saying, don't score another goal." But in his actions, and the way he sets us up, that is how you want them to play. Yeah, that's how you're exactly. setting them on the pitch to go to, to go out and play.
3: And that's the thing. A major, a major component of it would literally just change Tongi's role. Just change it, like. Stop. He, He's been running back, tracking back, recovering the ball, making interceptions, all of this shit. He's been picking up the ball from in our own half. He's oh. been doing it. So just play him there. Just play him there. Just make that his role. Slap Delhi to run off a of cane because Kane's dropping deep every fucking possession anyway. Oh. It's like, come on. Then you'll have two runners off him. You'll have two run of, runners off him. Two guys that actually have chemistry with the brother. And two guys that are proven finishers and proven creators. Well, Already, I mean, deli, even though he's been in fucking nothing games, he's getting assists. He's getting assists. He's being creative. So just no. play the game. Uh, You know
2: what we're, we're we're, The thing is, with, with Ali, I don't even want to mince my words because I don't think he's the solution. I actually don't. And He's a solution. It, Maybe it, not it, a good solution,
3: but he's exactly, a solution. Exactly. That's the point. an attempt at a solution. Exactly. Like, you don't know until you try. Do you get what I mean? He's playing with Vinicius every game, a, a guy who he's never played with. Like, the only guy that looks good next to Vinicius is Lucas, and that mm. that hurts me. I I gagged a little bit saying that, <laughs> he is what it is, isn't it? You got to give credit where it's due. <laughs> you have chemistry, they look good on the pitch together. Mm. Delhi needs to be playing with his guys, isn't it? It's mm. that simple,
2: yeah, and on that as well, yeah. Um, again. Like you, it's a good way of wording it. Ali is not the solution, but he is a solution because in a period now where the Celso is injured, um, we didn't sign anyone to uh, we didn't we don't have another creator in the team who can play in that position. We are playing a central midfielder in that position at a convenience. We are shoehorning him into that position, and it's leaving our build up. It's leaving up. It's it's decreasing. The quality of our build-up. In fact, it's killing the quality of our of our build-up because as good as Hoibier is in possession, he's not in Donnelly, mm.
0: not
2: exactly. in Dombele. And for me, we want someone who can open up the pitch from the halfway line, and we want someone who can also open up the pitch in the final third. You put Ali on the pitch, yeah. Again, by no means the solution, but right now, if you're going to persist with this four-two-three-one shape. If you want to play a number 10, there's a number 10 on the bench. Play him. It's that simple. Just play him. Because I'm sick to death of seeing this Ndombele playing basically support striker with Harry Kane. I'm sick to death of it. Like you said, you, you check all the heat maps, all the average positions at the end of the game, and it's Harry Kane here. In the, in fact,
3: Indomblay is even further than me. He's further than him. <laughs> When you're, when you're watching the game, there's, there's a moment against Fulham where is woven through two players. He gets past basically all of our attackers and he's looking for that outlet because you know he can release the ball without shifting his body. And then he's looking like in that split second and he gets clattered. They retrieve the ball. Ref doesn't call a foul. He's looking about like, where are you, man? And it's It's constant. It's constant. It's irritating. It's like the only way we know how to play is to get Kane around the the uh, halfway line, look up and spray it to Sun. That that's our best attacking move. That's our only attacking move. It's It's shitty.
2: It's weird. It's weird. Like there should we should have very with the players that we have, we should have various ways to unlock teams. But we are very predictable, and Mm. teams are cutting on to that. And if it's easier said than done to stop them. But if they stop them, they stop Spurs. And that's the issue. And <laughs> that, that, that is literally the issue we have now. And it, it's something that he needs to rectify because you can't have all these players. Yes, some are underperforming. Yes, some don't deserve to be starting. But you can't have all this attacking talent and base your entire game plan on Son and Kane. You can't. It's not. Pochettino teams of old, we had about three or four scorers in the double figures every season. If Kane weren't scoring, Sonny would score. If Son weren't scoring, Ali would score. If Ali weren't scoring, Ericsson would score.
3: Man were chipping in. I mean, people people did still say the same thing about us at that time as well. Like, it's it's an easy easy thing to say. Like, that's one thing I don't necessarily agree with. It's like, over the course of a game, a good team might create four clear-cut opportunities say and that that that's that's even asking a lot if you're getting one or two clear cuts you want it to be to your most clinical players the only difference is is we've seen moments where Berwine has been the person to get free clear cut opportunities and miss all free so that's where the issue comes in it's like when it isn't them in those positions that's where i expect those guys to to make the most of them But our game plan and any team's game plan is to get the ball at the feet of your striker in the box, whether that's your support striker or your primary striker. Whoever is your most clinical player, whether it's Salah or Mane, whether it's Aguero and Sterling, for example, those guys need to finish their dinner. That's it, right? So, if we're creating for those guys specifically, fine. You you can you can take when they don't finish them because they score so many other chances. When it falls to other guys, you just hope, please, please finish this because we probably won't get chances for our talisman. So that that's that's where the desire comes for me is just to see those other guys make the most of their opportunities because they're going to be through and far between.
0: Hmm.
2: No, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. I think bottom line for me, I just need to see some diversity in our goal scoring. I need to see it. Whether that's a slight change in tactics, whether that's other players stepping up, I need to see some diversity because it's all good and well catering to your best players or your best attackers. But when they're not firing, other players need to step up and they need to chip in. And because it just we are fullbacks that score the supplementary goals, to be perfectly honest. Oh they scorers, creators, yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um and just I just wanted to, to, to just mention this utterly ridiculous tweet that I saw today about Ndombele. Someone's saying, oh... <laughs> I'm feeling <laughs> his name with an apostrophe as well. Like, N-apostrophe, in, in Ndombele. And he's like, Ndombele, waste of money. Oh, doesn't score many goals. Can't stay fit, etc., etc. et, et Bruv, the guy's starting literally every league game. He's pressing like a maniac. And... Even when he's playing out of position, he's still the creative hub for the team.
3: Yeah. Like, I'd, say, I'd say his general contribution to attacks is higher than everyone bar Harry Kane. Yeah. Like, really? unless it's a fullback on any given day who gets four, four chances created or whatever, whether it's Regulon or, or Aurier,
2: yeah.
3: as, a, as a consistent piece in our team, there's no denying that. Tongi is arguably the best player outside of Harry Kane. Like, I, I don't understand what guys are watching. It's like, oh, he runs into brick walls. No, he fucking doesn't. He'll have five successful dribbles per game. Like, what do you want about? He gets out of those situations. We saw him just twist up Kante and That's whoever true. the boys that tried to get him. Yep. It's, like, it's like you've seen it just let it go. You were wrong. You said you wanted him to go. You said he was fat. You said he was lazy. You said he was all of these things because we know why. Like, just let it go. <laughs> it strong and strong. <laughs> Fucking sit down, man. Like, that. that's that's my message to them. They yeah. probably don't listen anyway. They probably <laughs> don't listen anyway because <laughs> we know why. But yeah, if you hear this, I won't say anything rude because I'm not that guy, but yeah. <laughs> You don't know football. That, that, that. You don't know football. You heard it. You heard it from Sai
2: here. And you know what? That's That, that moves us on to, on to our next game now. So we got Sheffield United coming up in the weekend. Uh, they got their first win of the season against Newcastle, scored one goal, penalty, kept a clean sheet as well. Um, they're an odd one because they're not a good side at all right now. They're not a good side. But whenever I watch them play, they don't actually play that bad. And they don't get overruled. They don't. They rarely get pummeled. They still work hard. So we should win this game. But at the same time, I'm like, if the energy levels aren't there, if I don't see the minimum standard from certain man, then boy, you never know. You never know. What what, what are your thoughts on this?
3: We have to try something different, man. We can't. We can't go into this game against like. We would have said the same thing going into the Fulham game. They're not very good, but there's glimpses that they're okay football inside. Like I've seen them play decent football over the course of the season. They're just not good enough to keep other teams at bay and they don't really have any quality to score. Mm-hmm. Same can be applied to Sheffield. All of those teams dwindling at the bottom, it's the same old story. It's they they're actually not badly coached. They just don't have the quality. They're just not good football insides. So, again, we we usually we usually struggle against these type of teams because of the fact that we don't create enough over the course of a game and we don't enforce our will on teams at the best of the time. So, I'm a little bit concerned, um, mainly because they they're coming off a win and we're not literally that. Um, if they shut up shop. And if they can stay disciplined, which they did do last season, we're going to have a hard time. It's just that simple. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Like, I would I would like to be confident going into this, but the last few Premier League games have been really, really difficult to watch.
2: Yeah. I, I Literally, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, I'm just telling myself and I'm telling everyone around me that we're going to win 2-0. But... Do I really believe that 1000%? No. No. It's and it's scary to say that because you look at us, you look at them, it should be a mismatch, but just knowing the way that certain man will set us up, just knowing the way that certain man will be deployed to play, I can say his name. My name's <laughs> <laughs> name rhymes name with Borinho. <laughs> it's it's the way the way we're being deployed to set up, it's going to be a slug. It's going to be a sluggy affair, and like you said, it doesn't need to be. A little, a little change here, some minor tweaks here that we've already discussed can see us not only retain possession but put sustained pressure on this team. Because as we've seen, like you said, Sire, yes, they're coached to a decent enough standard, but they don't have the quality to te- to keep teams at bay. And at the same time, they don't have the quality to put teams to the sword. So, really right. interesting paper. This, it's like it's crazy that we're speaking about a game that should be a formality as a tricky. Paper, but <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly.
2: That's the beauty of the Premier League, and that's yeah. and that's the the, the, the the inadequacies that we have as as Tottenham Hotspur. So, it's a weird one. But I want to. Yeah. I want you to get with your test, and I'm going to co-sign you as well. Who do you want to see start this weekend?
3: So, they're saying that Berwine trained before Fulham. Was it actually an injury? That no, it away? was illness. So, Mourinho said that it wasn't a muscular injury. It wasn't a knock. It wasn't any of that stuff. He was just ill. Um So, yeah. If, if, if it was just illness and he trained one of the sessions before Fulham, he mm-hmm. should come back into the team. We need him. We definitely need him. Like, he... He he's neither. not, good, but he's he's a good fucking player, man. He's an intelligent player. He combines well with Endon Like he gets in good positions. He just needs to hit the back of the net. Like that's that's where we're we're at with him. Um, if it doesn't start happening with him soon, going to be a bit worried because the alternatives are playing Lamella in this game we'll or him. Lucas in this game. What about bill Bell's just send him home. Come <laughs> home. Him and Jetson, just send them home. <laughs> let, them, let them go see their families or something. I d I don't even know where home is for Gareth Bell anymore. Mm-hmm. Like Madrid don't want him. It's mm-hmm. Wales. <laughs> send him back to Wales. <laughs> <laughs> retire <laughs> from club football. we I don't know if you have seen that before, but retire from club football. Just go and play <laughs> internationals. Because that's the only time you ever get to see any quality from Bell nowadays. But I don't want to be, I don't want to be harsh. Maybe you would have banged if there were fans in the stadium. But it just looks meh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see Gareth look meh like Thierry Henry when he went back to Arsenal, to see that, it's not good. You don't want to see that. The thing is, Henry was way better than Gareth Bale has been for us now because he actually scored. A- <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh yeah, my <yeah>. <laughs> Just free out of there. <laughs> Alright, go on. Um, yeah, so go on. You said um, Bergwijn. Go on, who's who else? Who else? Say it to your chest, because I know I know what you want to say, and I'm co-signing you as so well. Say
3: it. I wanna I wanna see hoybia and Tongi as a double pivot. <laughs> I wanna see that. That's what I want to see. Yes. I wanna see Delhi Alley. Yes, see Delhi. Let's we got dropped at Alley. We can't we can't disrespect the man's wishes. I wanna see Delhi running rampant off of Kane. That's what I want to see. Mm. Just go balls to the wall. Why not? Why not? We're not succeeding doing the other shit. Honestly. Should take a risk, see what happens, risk it for a biscuit, and then you can just go hyper negative, throw Suzoko on, throw Winks on, throw Doherty on, even he he needs to not touch pitch in the next game. <laughs> so you said throw him on, but he just does that, that was your boy, bro. That was your boy. You no know, way, do you <laughs> know
2: how, how much it pains me to see him suffering like this?
3: He's struggling. Right. Let's oh. let's let's rewind when. We bought in Hojbjerg and we sent Carl Walker-Peters the other way. Everyone mm-hmm. was like, yeah, shrewd business, bah, bah, bah. Would you take him back? Yes, I would.
2: I would. And I love and I love me some Matt Doherty, no homo, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. He's not done anything. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: but um, it's because I love I loved the way he played at walls, but... I... <laughs> I know he was playing as a right-wing back and stuff. I really thought that, you know what, maybe he could just adapt his game to be a competent right-back for us. But it's just, it's not worked out. I, I put a tweet out a couple, probably like a week and a half ago, and I said that if I don't see a turnaround in in Doherty over the next couple of months, we have to sell him in the summer, man. Like, you normally almost as
3: old as me, so... Yeah, this, why this not? Why,
2: why would you wait? Why so would you if he was a, honestly, if he was a younger player, like 22 two, twenty, I'd say okay, cool. But the guy's gonna be twenty nine years old. Like, what are we keeping him for? If he's not gonna improve our our, our first eleven, so get rid and bring someone else in. You know, Kyle Walker Peters. I always liked him, but I just knew for for us where we wanted to be at the time, he weren't ready. And I'm yeah. delighted, I'm delighted that he's gone to he's gone to Southampton and he's proved himself because he's proven to a lot of people that this guy's a Premier League player. I always used to say to my friends, just because he may not be good for us right now does not mean that this guy's a bad player. Like, I promise you, he goes to another Premier League club, you'll see the levels. And
3: you look we, at him... We can, we can be totally open and honest with this one. Pochettino didn't play him enough. Bro! And Marino, oh. when he came in, was playing Tanganga right, right back instead of him. So, I think... The, to, to be honest, a lot of people say it, a
2: lot of people say it, but I'll be vocal with it. And I'm a I'm a I'm a self-proclaimed what are they called? Poch sexuals or whatever. I'm a I'm a pot poch- sexual.
3: <laughs> won his first trophy as well, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know I saw it. I saw it the other day. He's winning his first trophy and we're drawing to fill him. But I'm a I'm a bone I'm a bona fide poch sexual, but he played Kyle will Compe- He in fact he didn't play Kyle competes, and I hated his loan policy. I hated <laughs> it. Because these Some of these decent players for us, he would never give them game time, but he would also never let them go out unknown. Let these boys go out unknown. You saw the difference alone loan move did for Takawa Peters last year. He gets signed on a permanent deal and he's been one of the best right-backs in the league this season.
3: A lot of people don't you know. know that's, the, that's the thing. I think the way, the way we've compiled this squad, it's a lot more bloated than what we had over with Pochettino. Pochettino had this sort of ideology that you want versatile players who can pad out multiple roles uh it worked for us to an extent we still needed a couple extra bodies and things like that but with with this Mourinho system or this Mourinho squad I should say we've got two players in every position but we only ever play one of them like we don't rotate as much as we probably should um guys don't get in rhythm as often as they should and Ultimately, like he has his favorites, and whether they play badly or not, they play. So it's it's annoying, man. Like, obviously, not 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 to be a prick about Doherty, but yeah, if by the end of the season he isn't elevating, as you said, we might as well sell him and get someone younger, fresher. Because Auree has just proven that again, maybe people too, play too much FIFA or too much football manager, but you don't go into a season with one fullback. You don't do that. So this idea that we were going to somehow make Tanganga a right-back and have Doherty as our first choice and all of this stuff, forgetting chemistry and all of that stuff that's important for a squad. Aurier is our first choice. Right-back, in-prem games, that's who I want to see. Don't rotate the guy. He's too good. He's too good to drop for Doherty. He just is. Same with Regulon on the other side. Like, all respect to Ben Davis, who has improved this season – um Regulon and Aurier on the flanks provide us so much that the rest of the team don't. That's what I want to see in the next game and the next game and the next game. That's it.
2: No, I hear that. And it's painful for me to say as well. And I do like I've always liked Serge as a person. I just like I just like his character, but yeah, last season was the straw that broke the camel's back for me in terms of some of the some of the mistakes that he made. But the, the remarkable upturn in form, in comparison to do in to Doherty or Doherty anyway, is scary. Like he is, like Doherty's gone from being like top five best like right right wing back slash right back options to Orie is actually like completely shits on him. Better area. He's, he's sure. top three
3: man. He's top three at the minute. You wouldn't you wouldn't take you wouldn't take like many other players above him right even now based based on form based on form even i'm thinking about this season so on form this season
2: you've got reese james he's up there um kufa i think aria has been better than him but he's been good kyle computers he's been good but i thought i feel like already has been better than him um Listen, he's up there. I, I, I can't. I can't do the math in my head now. But I, yeah,
3: I, I, even 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 if you look like obviously Trent, you would take over him even if he's in shit That that goes without saying. But based on form, my man's been producing in it. Like he's looked better than the field of right backs in the Premier League, or a lot of them at least. Where he positions, top five, top three. That's up to you lot to debate and kill me for. But I agree with Owen on this one.
2: <laughs> shout out Owen as well.
0: Shout
2: out Owen. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. I feel like that brings our podcast to a close. Then, um, before we actually sign out, though, predicted scores. What are we saying? What were you? What, were you, what were you going? What were you going? What were you putting your neck out for?
3: I'm protecting my neck today, man. <laughs> That's shout, what out to really. <laughs> shout out to the woo. But yeah. Um, no nah, man, it's it's is I want to say 2-0. I do want to say 2-0. Mm. If we draw, I'm going to be fucking pissed, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my head says a draw, my heart says we whopped them. Like 2-0 just comfy get the job done, get out to the next game.
2: Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm going to co-sign that as well. Um nervy 2-0 but i'm sticking with a 2-0 if we do get anything less than three points i will hit the roof but, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but I- i'm praying that we get the three points anyway man but listen we gotta bring this night off to a close it's been it's been it's been great i feel like this is this i feel like the cadence and the, the flow here has been really good It's
0: good, it's good.
2: the other men are gonna be jealous when they hear this stuff, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> really good. If you're if you're still listening as well, make sure you're following us on all socials. Again, at Spurs under, underscore Touchline on Instagram, on Twitter, and then just search Touchline Hotspur on YouTube and uh, hit that su- subscribe button. Um, for the broader picture as well, make sure you're following Touchline Fracker on YouTube, on Instagram, and on Twitter as well. We're going to be about in the Discord on Sunday, I think, because I think it's before the Man United game. So it's only right that we we're going to be about anyway. So hop on, hop on Discord, come join us. And um, yeah, again, signing out now. Enjoy the podcast, and we'll be back next week. Take care. And belted
0: into the rear, goal and to the on debut. has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas clips it. Great goal! Stevan Bladvine. Sports, social, podcast network.